Hi, Carly. How you doing? Good. How are you? Great. I saw a lot of great things going on in your world right now with yes. Drew Barrymore meeting one of our favorite actresses in Hollywood. Yes. E.T. How was she in person? How was meeting her? Insane. Like, I felt so comfortable with her, which is so weird because she's just like this person that I've looked up to for so long. Like 51st States was like my favorite movie of all time. So I felt like, but it was weird because she's so down to earth and just so personable. Like she was very huggy and just like warm. And like, I love her more now that I met her in person. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. Wow. And how did that whole meeting come about? CBS emailed me. And they were like, Drew um, wants to invite a few of her favorite like New York City influencers in to see the show and then come meet her after. And I was like, she knows who I am. <laughs> but yeah, so so literally I just got an email and I was like, of course I'm going like it's my dream. That's awesome. Yeah. And so how did that make you feel when you get reached out to by CBS? Because this is probably one of the first bigger meetings you've had thus far on your career in this whole podcast influencer world of yours. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the bigger. I mean, it makes me feel like seen, I guess, as a creator. Like sometimes the work doesn't feel as rewarding when your numbers are going up or like certain things aren't happening. But then when you see that like someone who you look up to so much is like actually knows who you are and like appreciates your work, that's just like such a rewarding thing. So yeah, it was a it was an amazing feeling to like even like be in the same room with her, be in her presence. It was really great. So tell us about your upbringing, because I, I noticed that you recently moved to New York. I'm in New York right now, and it's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I have a leather trench coat, a vegan uh, bubble coat. You know, you got to have one for each day. <laughs> oh, you need 20 different jackets. Yeah. So where did you come from originally? So born in Maryland, actually, but raised mostly in New Jersey. About three, no, four years ago, I moved to the city. And I was living in Murray Hill for a while. And then once I got on my feet with my career, I was able to move out from me and my roommate and live alone in the West Village. So that's been amazing. I've been living there for the past like six months. So fairly new apartment. Cool. So do you go to Washington Square Park a lot? Yeah. I mean, I pass it all the time. It's like on my way to Soho, which I'm always in Soho. So yeah. And when you're on your way to Soho, where are you going to Soho? Are you going to some special store of yours? I'm sure you have a special store because I love your swag, by the way. You dress oh, so cool. And I love your body positivity. Your body positivity you. is amazing. Oh, but tell us some uh, about some of your favorite shops. Okay, so Asalis is this little boutique that I love. Um, and then also one of my podcast co-hosts got me really into thrifting lately, which is something I had never, like I was terrified of it because when you don't know the thrifting world, it's like, very scary to just like jump into. Um, but she's been taking me to a lot of like really cool thrift shops that are just like in Soho and around Soho. And it's like a uh, pretty funny, nice or funny, pretty nice or something is one of them. But yeah, the, it's been so fun. And like, it's made me more creative as like a fashion person um, doing that. Are you finding yourself buying things for home, like decorative items, or are you finding yourself getting um, staple pieces for your wardrobe? Everything, but mostly right now I've been doing wardrobe, but I do love to scour the internet for like old vintage furniture pieces, because I think like when you have those unique pieces in your home, it's like so much more warm and special. And I'm very into decorating as well. So that's like a big thing for me. And what's your biggest thing that you like delving into in terms of interior design? Are you doing painting? You have an accent wall? Do you have any of those neon walls? We have, we have um, skateboards hanging on the wall. So. <laughs> I know that's pretty cool. I'm, you know, I would say that I'm pretty 
like basic, like I'm definitely not eclectic, but I love minimalist. Like my home, I want it to feel like my sanctuary and my place that I can like wind down and relax. So everything is super neutral tones. I love just like warm textures. So I love to layer textures. And then every once in a while, just like a pop of color on a photo or in like a candle or something small like that. But yeah, my home, I like it to be very serene and warm. And what's your favorite scent? My favorite scent. My favorite scent is, um, do you know, like Santal 33, the, the Le Labo. So the home, like Le Labo scents are the best thing ever. Yeah. I used to love a lot of Pottery Barn scents. Like the, I used to like pine scents, but now my favorite right now is the lavender. I don't know what it is. Lavender makes me feel like okay. I'm chill, cool, got a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so into like the masculine scents, like the woody, I don't know, like those ma- more masculine smelling things. Like I love that for the home. Um, yeah, weird because I'm so girly, but I love it. So since you're so uh, speaking of being girly, <laughs> let's talk about girl talk on po- yes. your podcast. So how did this whole concept of girl talk come about? And the, re- in the I guess reviews as well as the feedback is phenomenal for girl talk. Um, so, yeah, we started like a couple months ago. I'm actually in the studio right now. We're about to record an episode after this. But my two like closest friends in the influencer world. It's hard to come by people. I feel like in the influencer world that are very real and raw and not like looking to be the aesthetic image all the time. Um, And I feel like we all really bonded over our imperfections. And so we were like, why would we not like share this with a wider audience? And just the conversations we were already having were just so raw and real. And we felt like so many people could just benefit from hearing them. So we really, we, our whole thing is we're not like, we've heard people say like, oh, they're trying to be called her daddy. Like we're not trying to be that at all. Like we want to be the first talk girl talks, but we're just, we're trying to really have real raw conversations that are, we're not shying away from things. We're, we're very, we're upfront about what we're saying. We're not like holding back. Um, and it's very unfiltered and the way we want it to be. So if that's like not something for certain audience members, we're okay with that, but we know who it appeals to. And do you consider yourself to be a feminist? Of course. <laughs> like so, I think that would be concerning if I wasn't. And so what do you feel about the whole Roe versus Wade, the overturning of the decision? I mean, the the world right now is very messed up. Like it angers me a lot. But the only thing that like I can really do is like I have this platform. So I just feel like I, it's my responsibility to like speak out about it, provide resources um, to anyone who needs, donate to people so that they can, you know, get into cities or other states that do have abortion access. So it's just important to me that like I'm spreading the word and like spreading awareness about everything um, and helping and donating in, in any way that I can. Um, and we definitely have spoken about that briefly on the podcast. And I, I actually just saw another podcast do a huge episode on that and it was really inspirational. So I definitely want to want to speak more about it. Yeah, it's a very interesting world we reside in right now, considering yeah. we're, we're, we're a world community. And speaking of that, we mentioned earlier about your body positivity. And you know, a lot of young people are being bullied and taunted because of their weight or because they don't have a perfect hourglass or they don't have any scams in their back their closet. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to, um, what, how are you addressing, not what you say, but how are you addressing the whole, you know, suicide um, rates and how they're going up with the young women um, because they're being bullied about their weight or about their style. Like a lot of the kids can't afford to get these Louis Vuitton bags. They're taunting. And first of all, I have those bags, a lot of them, and we work with Louis Vuitton as well, but some of those bags are um, coated canvas. So it's yeah. like, they're not going to last long. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, I know. like the shelf it, life is really small. So it's like, 
why are you taunting her because she doesn't have a, um, a Louis Vuitton bag or she has a coach bag? First of all, coach is making a comeback anyway, and they use real leathers a lot of times yes. um, in their regular stores or flagships. But having said that, what are you, how are you combating that suicide? How are you instilling to young or uh, teaching young women to, to stay positive, you know, have the result to suicide? I mean, something I talk about often on my platform is just like, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and things like that are just, that's such a large part of my content. And it's just consistently there. So no matter what I'm talking about day to day, because I do talk about fashion and I love that. And I talk about beauty, but I make sure that like the basis of my brand always has those underlying messages of like, you're beautiful, no matter what hard times will always get better. There are people that love you and care about you to, and just with self-help in general, giving young girls and, and just people in general advice of how to combat some of those hard times in life, which I've been through plenty of like mental health issues in my life. So I speak to my following as if I'm speaking to my younger self or a younger sibling. Wow. So do you have any affirmations that you can share with us that you, I guess that you, like, do you look in the mirror in the morning and do you affirm yourself? And if so, what are some of those? So it's funny. I actually like encourage my following to get out of the mirror and focus less on image because women in like my following is like 90% female. Women are taught mostly to kind of focus more on our image and less that takes away from all the amazing things that we could be doing in this world. So my thing is like, take some of that focus and some of that pressure off of how you look and get out of the mirror actually. And think of the amazing accomplishments that you've had in life. Think of the amazing people that surround you. Think of the love that you give to others. All of those types of things are things that I would rather have my followers be thinking of than, oh, just reassuring themselves that they're beautiful. Because at the end of the day, that's not the most important thing. It's like who you are on the inside that's important. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, even for guys, we're all human. We all bleed. We all, you know, we all, we all have flesh and bones inside of us. And the one thing I've on the exterior as well, but the one thing I've known is as well, is like you said before, like getting on a weight, getting on a scale rather than seeing your weight is kind of like, uh, it's a little daunting during the pandemic because we're not moving as much. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just very difficult. So um, to hear you say that is great, that you're being very introspective and not so, you know, not so shallow. Because like you said before, it's very difficult to meet some of the influencers. There's, they feel like a show to me sometimes. They're like yeah. really in your face. It's like, okay, you're a new age celebrity is great and I'm proud of you. But at the same time, don't let it go to your head because what's here today is gone tomorrow. Yeah. So I think a lot of young people like yourself are starting to realize that. Did you attend, did you do any schooling or did you go to college? Yeah, um, I went to Indiana University. So I was not close to New York, had kind of the opposite experience, but a very true college experience. Nice. IU, yeah. isn't that a crimson and cream, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our um, associates, Chris, he, he went to IU. He's a, he's a, um, he's alma mater. But yeah, that's uh-huh. awesome. With this other podcast you have going on, uh, what is it called? Wine. Don't okay, mind. Stop whining. Stop whining. <laughs> yeah, okay. So tell whining. us about that one. Tell us about So my family is like also a huge part of my brand, I guess you could say. Obviously my life as well. Um, my mom is my best friend. And so over the pandemic, we... Where I was living like at home mostly. I really wasn't in the city. So me and my mom were just like having these really raw conversations and also kind of like reflecting on past issues where 
she struggled with her body. I've struggled with my body. She struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with anxiety. And like, we just communicated more than we ever have about those things. And so we were like, wouldn't it be great if we could put a microphone in front of us and touch all those other young women and like mom and daughter like duos that are also maybe going through the same thing. Our podcast really revolves around mental health. Um, but it's also just personal growth. And then like, we talk about everything that's part of my brand as well. So like fashion and beauty, but then like aging, how aging ties into that. And so it's really, it's like a great listen for a mother and a daughter. And so I think that's what makes it unique. And what are some of the anxiety issues do you face? So I've suffered from general anxiety disorder my whole life. Both my parents have it. My sister has it. And so it's literally just, it's just debilitating. Like I, it causes, people don't talk about the physical aspects that it causes, like the body pains, the stomach issues, um, headaches, like the social anxiety. And so like, that's something that I, I try to talk about a lot, but yeah, like anxiety, I feel like for a lot of people, it's like, oh, just don't worry, but it's not that because mine and a lot of people's manifest in physical symptoms. So it's like, I don't feel anxious, but my knees hurt, or I don't feel anxious, but my stomach hurts. Um, and so that, that's been a like interesting journey throughout my life, just kind of like getting more in touch with my body and figuring out kind of like what's causing what. And what have you found so far when your knees hurt? Is, is your mental, so we all know our mental controls the entire body, but are you not drinking enough um, water, liquids, are you hydrating? So it's from anxiety, like body pains can be caused from anxiety. Anxiety can basically cause like any symptom, like nothing's really off the table. It can cause some crazy things and it makes you feel crazy. It makes you, and you truly feel the symptom. So when people think of anxiety, they're like, oh, it's in your head, but you feel the physical symptoms. You think you're going to die. You think something's really wrong with you. Um, and so I think that's what's so scary about it. But over the years, I've learned to cope through exercise, through limiting caffeine. Um, I'm on medication and I have been since I was in college. Um, and that's really what like changed my life, honestly, was being on medication. So that's like another thing super important to me, talking about that and fighting the stigma around medication. And you mentioned social anxiety. Have you been encountering or have you encountered or been accosted by someone who's a Karen, a Darren or a Staren? Or even somebody just somebody just in your face, like because I'm noticing like being outside. I'm like, okay, I know I got swag, you know. I'm not, you know, Carly, but <laughs> but but you know, you know, people are like staring at people nowadays. It's like they be, they be like, why are you looking at? It's like, yeah. Have you encountered that a little bit, especially on the train? I'm like, why are you looking over here? I mean, I know my leather coat is fly, but come on. I know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like as a girl, like. There's never a time that I didn't deal with it. not really Karens, but just gross men on the street that are constantly, I, I think like also as women, we become so numb to it that it's just like you learn to kind of put a really straight face on and have tunnel vision and not look in any direction. But yeah, I mean, things like that happen to me all day, every day being in the city, but you just, you grow immune to it, honestly, which is sad, but it's true. So you just ignore it. You're like, okay, she's just looking over here. Maybe she likes my leather pants or. She mad because she don't have a booty. <laughs> yeah. But that's so cool because I, when I saw your page, I was like, oh my God, you have so much energy, by the way. Like it just pops up your page. And it's so unique because it's not the little flower girl that we always see. It's like, it's, you're not a makeup girl, but you do do makeup stuff. You do do, you do everything, but it's like so much more impactful because it's coming from this natural, you know, all American girl who's intelligent, who's college, who's smart. 
and she has a lot of things going on. So speaking of which, what's next for you? What's next for me? Honestly, just so I'm right now I'm working on like, eventually I want to write a book, but for like motivational speaking is really my focus for now. Um, so I've been scheduling like a bunch of talks with uh, different sororities. Um, I talk to Jewish Jewish youth organizations as well, um, because that's super important to me. And then just doing like more in-person speaking opportunities. I'm going to a high school soon to speak about body image um, to the students. But that's really where my passion lies. It's like motivational speaking. So really ramping that up in 2023 is going to be a big thing for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely see a TED Talk in your future. So let's just put that energy in the universe. Yes, manifest it. <laughs> All right, all right. But, and, and I think that's so awesome. You're going to do a, a self-help book. I think that's so cool. And I think it's great what you're doing right now. Are you also going to be doing an audiobook version of that? I mean, this is down the line. So I'm sure I will. But this is, I haven't even been in the beginning stages of the book yet. This is just a dream of mine for the future. You, you might need to manifest this sooner because a lot of young people could use that book. Like I said before, a lot of people, we don't have the resources and we don't even have the parents. Either they're, you know, we're orphans or either they're passed away. We just don't have them as a resource altogether, which you, yeah. I'm sure you notice a lot of people don't have, you know, your mom and you, that's a really amazing thing that you guys are sharing that exchange to, to the general public. But have you, have you thought about like letting it manifest sooner than later? I've been hearing that a lot lately from people um, because I keep saying, oh, in the future, in the future. But then I realize people are like, in the future, you could just do another book, like just do a second one. So I'm like, yeah, of course I'm, I'm open to anything. I'm like, I'm very much about like trusting the timing of my life. And so I feel like when the timing is right, like it will happen for me. So I'm just like, keeping my head down, doing what I love. And I know when the time is right, it will happen. Yeah. And then a lot of people are kind of intimidated by writing a book because you have to write it, but there's so many other directions you can take with a book. There's conversational tone books that can be, uh, you know, they can kind of record your voice and then they kind of translate or transcribe it rather. And then they put it into a book format and you can like edit it. So that's another world, you know, another way that you can think about it doing it as well. Um, yeah. Audio book will be great because a lot of people need to hear what you're saying. So if you can just start breaking it down, I'm going to push you right now and tell you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I think, I think you should just, as soon as we get off of here, if you got like five more minutes, you should just do a do it, um, an objectives um, of your book and break it into chapters and kind of like, you know, put it into chapters, give you a working title, and then possibly just um, have somebody interview you or even tape you on each chapter and then save it as a, um, and use that transcription as a manuscript for the mm -hmm. initial, you know, edit. I yeah. think that somebody like you and your voice right now, because the way you look, it's just how tall are you, by the way? Because you have a, your presence is like, you're like, you give me tall. Like I'm five feet. No way! I'm I'm. I thought sure. you were. I straight up. I straight up thought you were like a Bella Thorne at mi a minimum, like five eight. Like Bella, it's like five eight, five nine. Everyone That's tells like, me that, and I'm like, I literally couldn't be shorter if I tried. Oh my god, I'm you're you're so proportionate because it's like your legs look long, and it's like what? It's like every That's time great. Like, I'll take that any day. My legs look because you're, you're, you're like you're like what, what am I gonna wear today? To me, Drew, and I was like, um, the chocolate brown. <laughs> but no, that's cool. So you have all this in your plate. Do you think you ever delve into acting or modeling? Because, you know, model agencies are taking on people who are not the average, you know, 5'9". They're shorter. And then also there's different agencies. And they have divisions at certain top agencies that particularly, you know, look at people like you or who are in this lane of being a podcaster, influencer, 
Um, so have you thought about that as well? Not necessarily those, but TV is really like a thing for me. Like I eventually like think having like a talk show would be cool. Doing hosting would be really cool. I love talking to people and interacting with people. And just like, I feel like my words come across, like that's what like makes a difference. So I would love to like be able to have like a larger platform or appeal to a larger audience. Yeah, I feel like TikTok is moving towards the, um, I feel like TikTok kind of is overshadowing YouTube, what they're doing. I feel like the dashboard and the analytics are a little bit different. And of course, so is the pay scale. But um, you'll figure it out. Everybody does. But I feel like with TikTok, it would be kind of cool to see somebody try to, I guess, jumpstart a talk show on that platform. Because it does give you that that snackable content where you kind of like you can you can have an exchange with people. Um, So I feel like, you know, that may be in a venue because you already have a following on TikTok and it's pretty strong. So maybe you could do something on TikTok where you could interview some people or do some guests. I think that'd be cool. And then have you been lending your name in support of any community service or philanthropic organizations, so to speak? So I'm like very involved in like what I said before, like Jewish youth organizations like BBYO. Um, and I speak to a lot of them. But then additionally, like I'm very involved everyone's been affected by cancer in some way, shape or form. My aunt passed from triple negative breast cancer. So my family's like really big with making donations to that. Um, My best friend last year died from ovarian cancer. So that was another thing. So it's definitely like something that I I actually just like encourage my followers to make donations um, whenever I do. And then also uh, mental health organizations is huge for me, like NIDA, which is like the National Eating Disorder Association. And then I forget what the health one is called, but but yeah, mental health organizations. Have you had any issues with um, eating disorders in the past? Yeah. So I've struggled with disordered eating. I've never been formally diagnosed with an eating disorder, but I had all the symptoms of one when I was in college since like have recovered and everything. But yeah, that's definitely something that still. And what was your trigger for it? Do you know your trigger that actually triggered you? I always had like body image issues, like growing up. A lot of it stemmed from being around a mom that also had those issues, um, which like we've really dove into a lot on the podcast. And just being a woman in society, I feel like just automatically predisposes you to a lot of body issues. So those were really like, that's how it started. And then it got really, I was a gymnast growing up. And when I had an injury, that's when it really, things got a lot worse because I couldn't move the way I used to. And so that was like definitely a trigger for me, but yeah. Were you a tumbler? Did you do a lot of the, uh, the, I guess the, the flips or did you, I guess, what do you call those? I was um, a competitive gymnast. So I did every, I did all the apparatuses. Like I was all around. Yeah. And you, um, you took that to college too? So I, but right before college is when I tore my ACL and then that's when um, I started gymnastics. But to be honest, I don't know if I would have even continued into college anyways, just because of that crazy pressure of being a college athlete, but it was my life up until college. So for a long time, I was, that was my whole life. And then how did you get, get over that mentally when you tore your ACL? Because isn't that, that's like a, a career ending. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get through that process? So I, I mean, I had support from family, obviously, and friends, um, but that really, that was my biggest challenge that I faced. I became very depressed because um, of my injury and because I kind of lost that identity because my identity was being the captain of my team and, and being this gymnast. But really just, I feel like with time, 
I was able to heal. And even like I went to therapy, but I felt like the best thing I did for myself was like read self-help books and actually like try to make it come from within. So do you have any of those type of self-help books you can share with us? Intuitive eating is the book that like changed my life. Um, because of the fact that I was like going through those body issues. And so it was affecting my eating. And when I read that, it kind of like shifted my mentality around food and my body. Wow. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Because I was like, this, I was like, whoa, you know, it was a back and forth because you're so busy. You're so no, busy. I know. I felt so bad. I was like <laughs> crazy. I'm sure you're busy too. So yeah, yeah. we just flew back in from Nashville. But I was going to ask you, is there anything else you wanted to mention that we didn't touch on? Are you doing any jewelry lines, any other collaborations, any NFT drops that we want to know about? <laughs> NFT, that would be interesting. Um, honestly, not, like literally everything I said is basically what's going on. Um, hopefully merch in the future but not quite yet, but like in the works. And yeah, that's, that's about it. Taking a trip to LA soon. Hopefully we'll do some fun things there, but yeah. 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 LA is awesome. And you'll fit right in because you know, that the world you're in is like really trending right now. So the LA market is like so open and the events are so much more elaborate. I know I'm going to get stabbed in the back, but, <laughs> but the events are so elaborate, you know, like they build sets, like they have yeah. like a promotion. It's like, you like, where am I in Candyland? Like you really feel like, you're in- <laughs> like, you're like eating candy and you're like, wait, you know, so it's going to be cool. That's awesome. So keep us posted yeah. on all your, um, and all your accomplishments and all your, um, the, the endeavors that you're working on. And we would love to help amplify those for you, but I really appreciate you stopping by. And I think you're wonderful. And I think that you're such a, a guiding light, such a light for women that are young and they're trying to figure it out, particularly in this new world where everything's being reversed. And we're like, it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to wake up and we're going to have to like, <laughs> you know, be in slave days. I don't know. It's just yeah. it's a, the world, you know, the world we're in is just so up and down. Yeah. But thank you for being yourself and being a true you. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure speaking to you. Yes, you too. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Bye.